a car enthusiast and a dedicated environmentalist. You don't often hear those two attributes alongside each other, but that's how Jamie Lincoln Kitman describes himself. Kitman is a lawyer, a rock band manager who counts they might be giants among his clients, and a veteran journalist whose work has appeared in the New York Times, Washington Post, Politico, The Nation, Harper's, Vanity Fair, among other publications. He also runs a company that supplies cars to TV shows, including The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and The Americans, and movies such as Steven Spielberg's The Post. It's no wonder, then, that he dedicated a significant chunk of his career to writing about the automotive industry. One of the things he wrote about extensively is the history of leaded gasoline, which won him a prominent American investigative reporting award. You heard him talk about this a lot on the second episode of our Ozone series. Kitman was a teenager when leaded gasoline was discontinued in the U.S. The lead industry, of course, fought this decision. Here he remembers how the lead industry convinced him lead was necessary for those old cars he loved so much, and how he discovered that this was a flat-out lie. Jamie Lincoln Kitman. I mean, I, I always probably would have considered myself an environmentalist um, as, as a, a young person. I also... Um, I always liked old cars. I was always, I grew up uh, a car, not my, um, uh, the town I grew up in, which um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, but I, I moved to a small town called Leonie, New Jersey, which was the headquarters for British Leyland, who made MGs, Triumphs, Jaguars, Land Rovers, Rovers. Um, so I always liked these old cars. And I believed, uh, that what I read in, in in enthusiast publications in the papers that cars needed lead to run and that without it, there would be uh, this great fall off in performance and car engines would blow up. And um, in fact, the exact opposite was true because I was around when the lead gasoline industry was, you know, desperately insisting that it was the end of the world. The sky was falling if they took it out. So I... Um, had had this experience. I actually also worked uh, uh, at a petrol station when I was uh, a teenager uh, filling cars up with gasoline. I was a service station attendant uh, for a couple of summers. And it was the moment when lead was coming out. So there was leaded and unleaded petrol. And, uh, you know, I, there was all kinds of myths and things you were hearing about it. But I had an old MG as my car. And um, I desperately was going around looking for leaded gasoline. It was, it was drying up. And I, I was reduced to add, even buying lead additive, which I would add to unleaded gasoline to help my car. Then one day I forgot. And then um, I forgot the next time it was time to fill up. And before I knew it, like, you know, a year and a half had passed and I'd driven 10,000 miles with no adverse effects. And I, I just didn't really focus on it. Um, in the late 1990s, uh, I was writing a column for an English car magazine called Car, and I was I was visiting England a lot, and uh, it was right as the EU was preparing to remove lead from petrol in the year 2000. And um, there was the exact same scare stories we had heard 20, 30 years before in America, like, oh, my God, our cars are going to get you know destroyed. And I remember the Rolls-Royce owners group you know, did a drive, a march on Parliament, like a a motorized march on Parliament to complain that, you know, oh, my God, you're going to destroy our old Rolls-Royce engines. 
because we won't have lead anymore. And there was all kinds of discussion about modifications you'd have to make and and the expense and different alternatives to lead because it was essential. And I was like, I, this is what really brought me to the story. I was like, well, wait a second. Um, you know, everybody said that in America and it didn't happen. And it's like, why, why are you having the same debate? So I started to research it and I, I interviewed some fuels engineers at the Ford Motor Company who were like, oh God, we were so happy when they took the lead out. It just created so many problems for us. Um, and I was like, what? And they were, I was like, so you're saying it wasn't necessary? And they're like, no, it was never necessary. In fact, most people didn't know and still don't that leaded gasoline was an additive. They thought it was naturally occurring. And when you pulled up to the, the pump at the, at, the, at the forecourt, it says unleaded. So it makes it sound like the, the oil company has thoughtfully removed the lead from the gasoline when in fact, they just weren't adding it anymore. One of the great ironies, since they said it would destroy cars, was that it turns out that it actually prolonged engine life dramatically. Um, the EPA in the 1980s estimated that the average engine would last 150% longer uh, without lead. And in fact, now it, when I was uh, young in the 70s, um, car engines, you know, it uh, wasn't unusual for them to need some sort of engine work at 40, 50, 60,000 miles. 100,000 was a lot on an original engine uh, without having to remove the head and decoke the valves and so forth and de-lead the valves. Um, now, you see cars routinely with 300,000 miles on them with the engines never having been touched. Um, spark plugs, which used to have to be changed every six months, can last 10 years now. Uh, oil changes, which used to be uh, you had to be every two or 3,000 miles now could be as much as 10,000 miles between oil changes. All of that uh, owing to the removal of lead from gasoline. Ozone is the latest season of Climate Solutions. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. This is Ozone from the European Investment Bank.